welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast, where we bring you real-life working mom stories, tips, tricks, and advice for thriving and surviving in motherhood, because you shouldn't have to experience working motherhood alone. Join our community of support as we discuss all of the things and how we get by in this sometimes crazy and imperfect journey of working motherhood. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. I'm excited today to be talking to Liz from Do the Damn Thing podcast, life coach and speaker. Today, we're diving into a topic that is at the forefront of most working moms' minds and has been escalated even more during the COVID-19 pandemic, mom burnout and how to recognize and recover from burnout. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the show. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Thank you for being here. And can you start and just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your mission and purpose behind your platform and your podcast? Of course. So as you mentioned, I host a podcast called Do the Damn Thing. And I started it as kind of a way to help people do the thing that they've been putting off for a long time. And I, you know, I was seeing a lot of my friends, right. Who are other working moms who, you know, were kind of like, oh yeah, I mean to do that. Or, oh yeah, I want to, you know, whether it's, I want to learn a different language or I want to organize my closet or garage. Like there was always something right that they wanted to do, but they just weren't doing it. And so I started the podcast as a way to help people do that, do the damn thing. And what I found was that the number one thing that moms weren't doing that they really wanted to do, right. Was taking care of themselves and doing something just for them. And as a mom, like you are used to taking care of other people and you kind of keep falling further and further down your own to-do list. So then I started to really focus on burnout because I was seeing like, I was, I had been burnt out. I um, was working in corporate for many, many years. I wound up leaving Mm -hmm. my corporate job last year from burnout. And I just wanted to help moms, especially to go from overwhelmed to empowered because I was seeing so many people who were juggling all the things and were really, it was just really having a really negative effect on their mental health, their physical health. And so I um, started focusing on coaching burnout. And so that's what I do now, because when I was going through burnout, I couldn't find someone who had been through it and had emerged on the other side. Like, and so I wanted to show people and what my purpose is now is to show, you know, women and, and burnt out moms that it's possible to reclaim their flame and to help them learn how to fuel themselves and fuel their fire, right? By tending to themselves first and doing it without guilt. Because that's one of the things that we're always so guilty. We always feel so guilty taking care of ourselves or putting ourselves first. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And that could be a whole nother topic, the mom guilt. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know what? And it all compounds, all part of it, right? That's what kind of leads to the burnout is this idea that we have to do all the things. And we have to be everywhere all the time and no one else can do it but us. (laughs) That's something that really, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a big, big factor. In dealing with burnout and some of the signs and some of the telltale signs like that you would see if you're experiencing burnout or say you have a friend and you're like, oh, I see that she's going through this. I, you know, I probably should say, hey, do you need anything or you need help or do you probably should kind of take care of yourself, do some things and slow down or kind of reevaluate yeah. 
what are some of the signs like that people should kind of look out for? Because I know we can all get kind of on just a high speed motion through life and kind of not slow down and realize that we need to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. And the thing about the burnout symptoms is they sound very familiar to moms. Like, you know, symptoms include things like exhaustion and lack of energy, you know, that constant fatigue, like feeling like you just never get enough sleep, concentration and memory problems, right? We kind of chalk that up to mom brain, right? You know, reduced imagination, right? Like when your kids want to play and you're just Mm. like, I don't have another... (laughs) Like, I don't have another idea. I don't want to like play dolls. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I you don't have any of those ideas. Right. And so again, like that's a lot of things that like as moms, we just kind of assume is normal. Right. And it's like, oh, yep. That's just a part of the gig. And it's not right. Like, mm-hmm. so it's things like, you know, if you feel yourself not being able to reset, like, cause sometimes like we all have bad days, right? Like was talking about this earlier on Instagram was that last week I just kind of hit my limit with like my kids <laughs> and right. I just said to them, like, I decided I wasn't going to eat dinner with them. Like I was like, all right, like they're having dinner. And I was like, I don't want to eat dinner with you guys. <laughs> like no offense. I just need a break from you. Right. <laughs> right. And taking those times to reset is really important. But if you're doing that and you're finding that you're still kind of at the end of your rope, like it just doesn't feel like you're ever able to really reset, you know, that's a big sign or, you know, that feeling like it's never going to change. It's always Mm going to be this way, Mm -hmm. right? You're always going to be tired. You're always going to be that. That sort of thing is, those are big keys for me because that means that you're kind of, it's almost that like giving up the hope that it could be something different, right? You could actually be (laughs) well-rested, you know, and like, and have more imagination and, and energy for your kids. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a huge thing. I know personally, everything you're describing, I have felt at some point. So definitely don't think about it like in that way, where it's even the lack of imagination with your kids. Mm -hmm. Like you don't think of that. (laughs) When they want to play one more game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, I've got nothing. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Right. And a lot of it is like people think that like, oh, there's that stigma around like, oh, you know, being burnt out. Right. It's like, what? Like as a mom, like that's not, you know, you're not supposed to get that or whatever, but it's a big deal. You know, the definition of burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused Mm -hmm. by excessive and prolonged stress. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's parenting, right? Like, you know, it's emotional, it's physical, it's mental, it's all of those things. And it's every day. For so sure. yeah, unless you're taking time to de-stress and really like reset, that starts to build up. Mm-hmm. And I know you've mentioned that you formerly worked for a corporate job, you said, correct? Yeah. So do you think yeah. that burnout and especially like burnout with parents is made worse? by the expectations that are set by some of these employers? I mean, it definitely doesn't help, right? And so especially now, like we're seeing it with the pandemic, right? Where all of a sudden, you know, your boss may think that you're on call 24 Mm seven because you're home. Right. Right. And it's like, oh, this idea that like, oh, you can still turn around a project or a presentation, you know, eight hours or, you know, 24 hours or something. And those sorts of expectations, right? Like they don't help for sure, because then we put that pressure we just take it on, right? Like as moms, we just take, we're like, okay, I guess I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of pushing back and being like, yeah, no, I've got, you know, kids now, or I can work on it a few hours later or really helping to set those boundaries is really important. Right. Because I'm always fascinated. There's a study that shows that like, even when women are breadwinners in the household, they still do the bulk of the house work. And so not only are you getting it from the office, 
and the organization that you work for, your employer. But when you come home now, there's that pressure to do all of the housework (laughs) or the majority of it, right? And like the caregiving of the kids and parents. And so I think none of that really helped. Right. What we have to do as women, as working moms, is like we really have to set those boundaries and say, Mm -hmm. okay, these are my working hours. You know, I have a client who we worked with her employer to make sure that like she had off, you know, like she basically let them know, like, look, I'm going to be unavailable from noon to 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. like during, while, while we're doing this remote working. Right. And then, and she said, okay, then like at, late, later in the evening, I'll be back on. Like, that's going to be my eight hours or part of my eight hours, but letting them know, like, look, during the day, like I can't just ignore my kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's just not going to work. And so. Yeah, exactly. Definitely... And even now, and especially now and everybody's kind of in the same situation with all of the kids being home. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like having to, what was it? I think it was, um, it was a Florida university as they made some news a couple of weeks ago where they had said that going forward, anyone who was working remotely because of COVID, like they still had to find childcare for their children. Like they weren't allowed to take care of their kids and work from home at the same time and things like that. They're like, well, who's that going to penalize, right? Like it's going to penalize working moms. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really like pushing back on those sorts of things. And I think the realization that you don't have to accept that like some things can just be unacceptable yeah. <laughs> and you can be like, no, that's not going to work for me. Yeah, definitely. And I think in the past, I think people were, and a lot of moms in particular, were very hesitant to ask for these types of flexibility at their jobs. And oh, definitely, this has made it, it just kind of pushed it to the forefront. And I'm actually really happy to see that a lot of companies have embraced it and have given people more flexibility and have recognized that, you know, this is a stressful and an unprecedented time. So I think that actually has been a positive out of everything. Yeah, but 100%. Yeah, just a couple of years ago, I remember talking to and just kind of talking to different moms from my blog and just about different topics on flexibility and how hard it was just to even kind of get a few work from home days from their employers and things like that. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, those things are there, right? All those expectations are there, right? The boss who wants the presentation in you know, two hours or wants you to drop everything for those things. Mm -hmm. But we, as working moms and as women, like we have to decide that we're not taking that, (laughs) right? Like (laughs) whether it's deciding that we're we're worth more or like it's, we have a say in that. And so, you know, one of the things that I really work with on my clients is setting and keeping boundaries, right? And not always people pleasing, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like starting, you have to ask for what you need directly and repeatedly. Sometimes, you know, you might ask for it in like an indirect way and then not get it and be like, oh, well, right? Like we've all done that with like our partners where you kind of hint that maybe they could make dinner or like you hint that, oh, that laundry's really piling up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't say directly, hey, can you do the laundry? Right. And then, so we have to be more direct about those things and also like being okay with repeatedly asking, right? So if somebody is like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that or, oh, that's a good idea, right? Following up with it because we can recharge our batteries. We can reset. We can do all of those things. But at the end of the day, like if we don't start really advocating for ourselves, then it's just going to keep happening or we're still going to get burnt out. We're still going to feel like that, that rundown feeling over and over. Yeah. That's a really great advice. Yeah. I love that. And it's hard. It doesn't come easy. No, it doesn't. We're not. (laughs) Yeah. It's not easy in any way, employer wise or home wise trying to. Oh yeah advocate for yourself and yeah, get to that place. But yeah, I definitely, it's definitely think that's a, so important. 
Yeah, it's definitely a muscle. And like, that's one of the things that I stress. And I remind myself of it too, right? Is like, look, when I, you know, started, you know, like we were just talking about like, you're, you know, you're using the bike, the Peloton bike, right? It's like the first ride you did, I'm sure was not, you know, like it was like, <laughs> you were breathless, your, your legs yeah. were probably shaky, <laughs> right? All those things. But like, as you keep doing it, it's, you're building that muscle. And so it's like, you know, I, with my clients, it's like, we work on little things, like asking for little things first, right? To kind of build that muscle up of you, like getting used to that, you know, that like, cause we all have it. Like they butterflies in the stomach, like, oh my gosh, what are they going to say? Yeah. Or what if they say no, right? Like, so just kind of getting yourself familiar with that feeling. So, you know, like, okay, totally normal to feel you know nervous right now, but I'm still going to do it. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. I guess what does a good support system for you, like as a working mom, so what would you consider having a good support system looking like? That's a great question. Cause I think a lot of people, right? Like we get that thrown around like, Oh, I need a support system. I need, mm-hmm. you know, these things in place. And I, I definitely have been a proponent of hiring out help when you can, because there's just certain things that like, you're just not going to get to, right. And if it gives you peace of mind to have it get done, right. Like it's so worth it. But going back to kind of what I was saying before, like, I think your first and best support system is yourself, right? Like it means you have to start keeping promises to yourself because if you're not going to support you, it's really hard to let other people support you. Right. And if you promise yourself, you're going to get up and go for a walk tomorrow, keep Mm -hmm. that promise. Right. So if you promise you're going to, I don't know, garden over the weekend or ask your partner to, to make dinner or whatever it is, like, you know, keep that promise to yourself because we really can't expect other people to take better care of us Mm -hmm. than we take care of ourselves. Yeah. So it's kind of having your own back a lot. And I think burnout comes from not doing that, like not really standing up for what you need or saying what you need. And yeah, so I think definitely that. And I think, yeah, like hiring out when you can, it's always great to have like, you know, friends to talk to and vent to. It's so helpful for you if you're going through burnout and you're starting to like work that muscle of like keeping promises and kind of putting yourself first in certain ways or asking for what you need to work with someone who's going to help you like be accountable to that, right? And who's going to help you see the way through that. And so whether it's, you know, a coach or a mentor or whatever it is, like having somebody that's Mm -hmm. going to hold the space for you while you're making this change and while you're kind of navigating this is huge. And like, one of the things that I love about coaching is that I get to be the cheerleader for like the vision of my client that they want. Right. So it's like, if they're imagining themselves as on the other side of burnout, right. I get to kind of be that cheerleader for them and to kind of keep reminding them of like, okay, here's what's possible. (laughs) You're almost there. You've come so far. Right. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I definitely feel like sometimes I'm kind of like my own cheerleader in a way (laughs) trying to get through some of the things and it's kind of crazy, like throughout the pandemic. So I never really worked from home before. They never really had the culture where we were allowed to, I guess, unless you really Mm -hmm. had like an emergency or something. But in all, in throughout all of that, I actually realized that I really value flexibility and I'm way less burned out when I don't have to run to a million places. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we can just kind of simplify it, right? Simplify our schedules. And again, like there's some people who are morning people and some people who are night people. And I think this being, if you're someone who's been able to work from home or your schedule all of a sudden has kind of gone through the change, you might be finding like, oh, hey, I'm way more productive Mm -hmm. during this time of day than I thought I was. Or, you know, I know for us, our weekends 
looks so different now. Like, yeah. you know, I have three kids and one's in baseball and one's in Taekwondo. And like our weekends used to always be this like crazy, we'd always be in the car and it was like, who's got this and what birthday party is it? And it's kind of been nice to have like yeah. the weekends where it's like, oh, what are we doing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice for a little bit of a slowdown, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So what advice would you give to moms who are trying to manage all of the things at home? So working, caring for kids, some might be caring for aging parents, trying to take care of the housework and all of the mental load. That's like a one of the phrases that I like to use a lot, the mental load, because I think it falls yeah. on, on moms a lot of the time. Oh, 100%, right? Like, even if you're not doing something, you're thinking about all the things you have For to sure. do. For sure, yeah. <laughs> and, you're, and how are you going to fit them all in your day, right? And I think the first thing you should do, the, the big piece of advice is when you're sitting down with all of the things that you have to do and you're looking at your week or your kind of like, or your day or kind of however you're planning out your time, the first thing that should go on your schedule is your time, like the time just for you. So whether it's, you know, I love um, that. yeah. Yeah, like whether it's in the Peloton class or your a Zoom workout or a walk or a phone call with your best friend, like whatever it is that you're doing just for you, that goes on the schedule first. Because so often what we do is we put all the things on our schedule and then we're like trying to like fit in <laughs> that yeah. like, oh, I guess I'll, you know, I'll squeeze this time in. Like, but really putting that, putting your time on the schedule first is huge because you need that time just for you, right? To do whatever you want to do and I saw this great speaker a few months ago. Her name is Phoebe Buchanan and she's got a podcast and she was talking about self-care. And one of the things she said is like, you know, we'll talk about self-care like with facials and manicures and spa days, but like self-care is whatever lights you up, Mm -hmm. right? And so like, I'm somebody who loves to organize. So like self-care for me is like, if somebody gave me a half a day to organize the garage, I would be in heaven. Like (laughs) if I could just go in there (laughs) uninterrupted and organize the garage, it'd be great. Clearly that's not going to be everybody's you know, idea of a good time, but whatever it is for you, put some time on the calendar every week for that so that it's just yours. And, you know, we've all been on an airplane. We've all seen that thing where it's like, okay, put your mask on before you can help your children. Yeah. And we all on the plane are like, yep, yep. Going to do it. But we really need to do that in real life too. Right. It's like, you need to put your mask on and, you know, kind (laughs) of take a breath, take a deep breath for yourself before you can do it for other people, before you can, you know, jump back in and start caring for us. Because right now, you know, like I said, like the majority of housework and all that stuff is still falling to the moms. Yeah. And so it really is about like taking that time for you so that you can show up, you know, in the best possible way. Yeah. So make it non-negotiable. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I love that you said non-negotiable. I actually, I have a challenge on my blog that is like the working moms non-negotiable list. And so I, yeah, Yeah. I I really talk about that a lot because I think that's so important. And I think, especially when you're a new mom, you kind of let it go to the back burner. So I know for myself, for at least probably the first three years of my daughter's life, I didn't prioritize exercise or taking care of my own health or my well-being. So then finally one day I was like, I have to do something. I can't just keep living like this basically. So then yeah. took back control. And I'm sure like, yeah, during that time, I'm sure you were going to like mommy and me classes, right? For her. And like, we're, we're doing all of these things for these exactly. tiny little humans, but we're not doing anything for ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. So I think a yeah. lot more uh, moms need to know from the beginning, like it's okay. It's okay to take care of yourself <laughs> first. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I always think like, because us moms, we're raising adults. One day they're going to be adults. They're going to be living. And if you were ever to go over to your daughter's house, right? After she's had a baby and she's completely frazzled, like the advice you would give her is like to go and just take care of herself. Yes. Right. And like, so being able to model that for our kids is so important. So they see that it's totally normal. It doesn't mean you're a bad mom. It doesn't mean you don't love your kids. It doesn't mean you don't love being a mom. Right. It just means that like you're a human being and you need a break. Right. Yes. And sometimes that like whole super mom thing gets thrown around, but we do a lot and moms are awesome, but we're human and we need a break. And it's really, really important to model that for your kids and kind of show them like it's totally normal to, we talk about it. <laughs> We've talked about it a lot. Like when I'll tell them, like, I need a break. And they understand because they've got friends that they need breaks from. They've mm-hmm. got, you know, siblings that they don't want to be around for a little while. <laughs> yeah. And the way that I, we talk about it is to just normalize that and be like, yeah, you know how your brother sometimes gets on your nerves, but you still love him? And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, yeah, same with you. <laughs> like, sometimes you get on my nerves, but I still love you. But that's something you can understand because they're like, oh, right. Yeah, I still do love my brother, you know, right. but they, sometimes he annoys me, you know. So. Right. It's actually funny because even at the age of four, so my daughter is four, she'll be five in October. And she, the other day, I think she was doing something in the yard and I told her like not to do it or just something. And I forgot even what it was. And then she kind of ran in the house and ran up to her room. And I'm like, oh, this is new. And so I went up there and she's like, mom, I just need to be alone right now. Yep. I was like, okay, I got the message. Yeah, it's great because when they're able to say that to you, then that's something you can use later on. Like when you need a break, you can be like, hey, remember that time when you just needed to be in your room for a little bit? Yeah. Like that's kind of how I feel. And they're like, all right. Yeah. Yep. 100%. The next thing I wanted to talk about, actually, it leads right into it because I was going to ask you what you consider to be your non-negotiable practice that you must do daily. Oh, it's just coffee, right? Like, so I'll get up and I'll have coffee and sure. I take my journal. Yeah, just a cup of coffee and a journal in the morning and I'll go sit outside. We recently moved. And so I'll just go out into the backyard and sit, you know, at the table and have my coffee and journal. And it's a great way for me to just kind of get all my whatever's going on in my brain out. And it could be, sometimes it winds up being like I'm planning the day, but I'm also journaling, like it might be a to-do list you know, just kind of my time to just empty my brain and kind mm-hmm. of decide what I want to put back in. And it's great because like, sometimes I'm out there for five minutes, sometimes I'm out there for 30 minutes. And the kids know now that they can come out and join me, but they can't talk to me <laughs> <laughs> because we've had some time where I've been out there trying to write and, and they just want to tell you either about a dream they had or whatever it is. And it was one of those things where I said, you know what, this is just, I really like it out. I like to be quiet out here. I like mm-hmm. to hear the birds. I like, you know, whatever. And now it's great because when they do come outside, they just sit there quietly, like, and they'll eat their breakfast or eat. sometimes they'll just want to just sit there, right? Because sometimes kids just want to be close to you. Right. <laughs> But it's great because they just kind of know like, okay, yep, this is her time. It's And the days that I don't do it is when I notice how much I need it, right? Because it's like, if I if something happens and we're kind of go, 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 yeah, I totally feel it. Like I just either with it's attention or mm-hmm. my brain's all over the place. But that one for me is, it's just my time, which is so nice because I'm, I'm kind of the only early bird in the house. So it's, it's rare that there's other people up when I'm up. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. And yeah, I've done that a little bit since working from home. And it has been really nice when I get the chance to do that and just have that few minutes in the morning to myself. Yeah. 
it really helps set the day. And there's so many like meditation apps. There's so many like things right now to use for that time. But for me, I just like, like I said, just take my coffee out there and listen mm-hmm. to the birds and just enjoy that time by myself. Yeah, definitely. That's great. So then I just had a few questions to kind of get to know you a little bit better, find out what you're working on in your business. So what would you consider to be your best working mom hack to get you through like a difficult day? Oh gosh. Well, I love dance breaks, like where I'll just put on a song and like dance with it. And I have like a playlist on my Spotify of like songs that like, I can't not dance to. (laughs) So even if I'm in like a bad mood, like there's just certain songs that you put on and it's like, okay, like you can't not bop around. But I also, if it's one of those where I'm starting to feel overwhelmed and everything feels like I have a lot to do and that sort of stuff, there's this breathing technique called box breaths. And it's like you inhale for a count of four and then you hold it for a count of four. And then you exhale for a count of four. Okay. And I do that. I'll do that like four times. And every single time that I've done it, I'm always amazed at like how much clearer my head feels. And like everything feels, I don't know. It's weird. It's like everything after that, it feels like, okay, I can do this. Like I can do it. That's, that's another one of like, if I need like a full on reset, (laughs) I also keep a post-it on my desk and it says one week from today, dot, dot, dot. And that really reminds me that whatever's happening right now, however crazy it is, whatever, like in a week, it'll probably be forgotten. I'll be Mm -hmm. onto something else. (laughs) Like something else will be driving me crazy. And so when I see that, I just kind of think like, all right, one week from today, is this really going to be, is it going to be this crazy or is it, will we have figured this out or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. That one helps. So dancing, breathing (laughs) and post-its. Yeah. Those are all great. Yeah. I really like those. Definitely about the, will this be kind of as important or a big issue next week? Because I think that happens a lot. Yeah. And especially like in our careers or just different things going on. And yeah, especially in those moments where everything feels very urgent. Yes. I taught my son this when, oh gosh, it was probably, it probably involved some sort of heartbreak, but it was one of those things where I was like, you know, is this going to matter in five days? You know, is this going to matter in five weeks? You mm-hmm. know, is this going to matter in five months? You know, like, I'm, sometimes I'm like, so that's been helpful too, is just we do the five, five, five. It's like, all right, in five minutes, is this going to be a big deal? Okay, maybe yes. In five hours, is it going to be a big deal? Like, right, like, so yeah, it's just kind of getting that perspective of like, okay, just remember like, this isn't, yeah, right. And if it's something that like, yeah, in five weeks, it's still going to be a big deal. Okay, great. Like, let's, you know, maybe we prioritize that for the rest of the day. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great, great method. Yeah. So who would you be considered to be your favorite podcasters, bloggers, authors, or other experts or someone that you got a lot of inspiration from? Oh, gosh. Well, I think lately, I mentioned her before, Fifi Buchanan. Mm -hmm. Her podcast is called Wonderfully Made. I really love her like she's just so calming (laughs) like I love listening to her podcast because I just feel like it's just so calming and so centering and I think she does voiceover work as well because she just has this amazing voice so I'm really liking her stuff and like I said like I really liked her approach to self-care and just okay being kind to yourself and being gentle with yourself like I really like that uh lately who else Monique Melton she is an anti-racism educator and I met her at a conference like a year ago and I've taken a handful of her courses and 
I've just, I have learned so much from her. Her energy is incredible. And yes, I'm just so inspired by her and, and the work that she does. And I'm trying to think right now, the other like inspiring person is there's a, she's a business coach. Her name is Dominique Anders and she is a mom of two. And she is like, she used to work in TV production. And now she teaches people like how to use like live video and like encourages them to get onto live video. And she's just such an inspiration to me to like keep showing up, even when it's messy, even when it's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, she's somebody who doesn't shy away from showing you the mess of things. And I really love that. Like, because so often we just be like the finished version and everyone and like it just looks so easy and yeah. she's somebody who takes you along for the messy part <laughs> so I really appreciate that that's nice yeah yeah you only see really the highlight reel sometimes of people yeah online. yeah so that yeah that's awesome. and she'll you know she shows like she's great because she'll show like you know her messy house and you know she's like all right like this is what it is you know these two kids and working from home and it's like that's yeah. sort of like honesty is so refreshing yeah it definitely is yeah and I noticed I'm very um pleasantly surprised by during this whole pandemic how many people have been more kind of real and not yes. as like hiding behind the you know just the highlight reels but just been really yeah. real across social media yeah, I right. think it's showing been so all difficult like, moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think right there's like so often, you know, people are experts at things. And I feel like there's nobody who's an expert at this. We're right, we're all kind of learning this and figuring yeah. it out. And I felt like, especially in the beginning, right? Like everybody was learning how to make sourdough bread. It felt like everything you know, like <laughs> other people, like everyone, like people are redoing their homes or reorganizing closets and sharing all that stuff. And I yeah. think, you know. It's been so, yeah, to, like, I totally agree. It's really refreshing to see that. And and I've also really liked seeing people, you know, when they, sh- and I try to do it too, is to share the hard days, right? Mm-hmm. And be like, God, you know, I don't know what it is about today, but it really kind of stinks. Like, mm-hmm. I really just want to go to the beach or go to a restaurant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what are you currently working on within your business now that you're most excited about? Well, For the last year or so, I've been focusing just on my one-on-one clients. So just doing one-on-one coaching. And then this summer, you know, with all the COVID stuff happening and I started thinking about it during like kind of like in the spring, early summer, but in thinking about going back to school and the holidays, like all of these things that are coming up that are already stressful and we kind of have so much weight and baggage them. And now you add the like, COVID (laughs) aspect to it, I got inspired to create a group coaching program and it's called Reclaim Your Flame. And it helps women and moms in particular to prevent burnout going into the back to school and the holiday season, because this is just like, it's prime time, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to try to do all the things and the kids are going, now we're doing this, you know, distance learning. A lot of places are doing distance learning, or maybe they're blended or right. There's all this stress around it. And so I really want to And so I really wanted to create a program to help women prepare for this new season and to kick overwhelm and burnout to the curb. And I love the idea of a group program because to to your point earlier, right? Like having that support system and having the, that environment where you realize you're not alone and there's other women who are in the same position and other moms who, you know, are feeling these same feelings, I think is just super beneficial. And so I'm excited for that. I'm working on that and that's launching in August. So yeah. 
Okay, awesome. Yeah, that sounds really yeah. great. I think that would really help a lot of moms out. I was talking to so many people and I was starting to feel it too, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, some people think like as a burnout coach that I'm immune to that. It's like, no, I just can recognize it and yeah. I can see it coming and like, all right, here's what we have to do. But yeah, in talking with, you know, friends and even relatives who, you know, were just like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Like they could, you could already feel the stress building. And I yeah. was like, okay, I need, I need to make something that helps people with this because we don't have to, it's going to be a really long <laughs> season if we're all burnt out, right? It's going to be, we need to have our energies up. It, it is. Yeah. And typically that's a stressful time in itself. So add a pandemic on top of it. And yeah. For a whole lot of stress that, yeah, I think that's great that you have that program available. I hope that some of the listeners can take advantage of that. Yeah. I mean, if they're interested, they can visit my website. It's just lizheron.com. Sure. Sounds great. Great. And is there anywhere else you hang out online often? Are you more active on Instagram or Facebook or where? Yeah, definitely Instagram. And I dabbled with TikTok for a little bit, much to my teenage son's dismay. (laughs) (laughs) I started out the pandemic being like, I want you to teach me a new TikTok dance every week. And he's like, no, that's not happening. (laughs) So I haven't figured that part out yet. But yeah, I'm definitely on Instagram. And my handle is Ms. Liz Heron. So M-S-L-I-Z-H-E-R-O-N. Okay, great. And I think if you... I was going to say, I think if you type in the burnout coach, it comes up, but the burnout I don't know coach? with the algorithm. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. Makes it, that makes it easy for people to look for then. So yeah. thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I think that was, I think listeners will really get a lot of great information out of this. Such a relevant topic, especially for, you know, the state of the world right now. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me on. And then, yeah, I hope that, yeah, I hope it was useful. Yeah, definitely. So thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in today to Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes of this episode for all the links to what we've talked about today. Also, head on over to theworkingmomcollective.com to sign up for my free five-day challenge for creating a working mom non-negotiable routine. We've all been there stressed out, burnt out, and overwhelmed as working moms handling all of the things. My free challenge will walk you through step-by-step my exact method for creating a working mom routine that takes you from burnout to actually waking up and feeling great about your day. And finally, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review if you have a few minutes. Tell your working mom friends and anyone else that might be interested in this content. I'd love as many moms as possible to gain value from the podcast. If you'd like to nominate someone or yourself to be a guest, please contact me at kelly at theworkingmomcollective.com. I am so happy you chose to listen in today. And I cannot wait to dive into next week's topic with you.